All right, what's up, everybody? We are live. I'm live. Um, I'm just going to be on here for a pretty short time. Uh, hopefully, I say some things that are interesting to you all. I had planned for tonight to do a, a uh, an interview of Marcelo Henrique. Um, he, he's a, uh, a musician based out of uh, California, out of L.A., and... Uh, he was up for it, but he was having uh, vocal, I guess you call it vocal fatigue or whatever. I think he's been performing quite a bit, and I get that completely, that your voice, maybe you'll be able to, you may be able to hear it a little bit on me now, that he's go, he's doing some vocal rest, and um, so we're going to come back and do it again when uh, he has, when he's a little more um, uh, healthy for it, and uh get some some he's working on some uh tracks some doing some recording in april and so maybe we can do it on the tail end of his recording and be able to share some of that so um nevertheless i felt that i needed to do something i was almost going to go down to uh, chico feo tonight i think i'm going to do that next week <clears throat> but i felt i need to make some updates it's been a while since i sent out my newsletter and uh, I'm going to go ahead and do do a podcast. It's going to be a little bit of a, a spur of the moment uh, kind of thing. So um, like I said, we were going to have Marcelo Henrique on, and uh, that was the plan for tonight. So it's going to be a little bit uh, footloose. <laughs> is, the, is Footloose is what came to my head. So um, let's start with E-Open Mike. The next E-Open Mic is slated for next Monday, but I'm also planning to push that back, or at least that's not the right way to say it. I've had one person sign up for E-Open Mic this month. Um, I need to put a little bit more effort into pushing for the booking, um, but I also just think it was it just kind of turned out that maybe people were busy this month. I sent out a decent amount of inquiries and had a number of them get no response, and... Um, from people that I would normally think would respond, and so um, anyway, either either people don't want to do even Mike or people are busy. Um, either way, I'm going to keep doing it and uh, keep pushing for it because I think it's a really cool thing. And I think um, over the course of time, as more people get involved, it's going to be a lot of fun and, and I think will be very interesting. Um, <clears throat> it's certainly interesting for me. I've really enjoyed being with the musicians and um, getting to have kind of a group conversation in a little more detail than you do in, in a bar or a restaurant or and, and also to connect with people that are not just in Charleston is, is pretty neat. <clears throat> so as you may be able to hear, my voice is kind of messed up. I got, I don't know about the rest of y'all, uh, but I think you call these your lymph nodes. These things are swollen right now and painful. And I guess it's because of all of the pollen. Um, I want to open up. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to open up my application that allows me to see if anybody is commenting. So I can respond to any anybody 
So I, I make sure I don't miss y'all. Um, all right, so instead of hosting eOpen Mic next Monday here in my studio, what I'm planning to do is I should go ahead and eject this. What I'm planning to do is take this thing along with a couple microphones and mic some tabletop mic stands and a couple headsets. And I'm going to go down to, I think, Chico Feo next Monday, assuming the weather is good. And I'm going to plug direct into George's board and get some really good quality um, video and audio of the performers down there at Chico Feo. If you've never been there, down down to George's open mic at Chico Feo on Monday nights. It's a really, really good spot. Um, open air. Um, it's got... He's really cultivated uh, a great environment for, for performers, um, and it, it's just, it's really neat. It's uh, one of the, I would, I haven't been out, I haven't done an open mic tour in a little while, um, but I would I would guess that it's one of the better open mics in town for sure. Um, I, I just think it's, it kind of hits at, at, at the top level of, of what you would, would hope for an open mic, um, and uh, it's, I think it's really special. So if you haven't ever been down there, go check it out. <clears throat> Monday night's Chico Feo. Uh, see George Fox to sign up. And so I'm, I'm planning to be there next Monday. And that's one thing I'm, I'm planning to do as part of eOpen Mic is also just go to open mics around town and basically take, you know, in real life open mics and make them eOpen Mics. And so I'll, I'll have multiple microphones uh, that I am able to run through through this device. They're condenser microphones. This has phantom power. So I'll be able to actually interview people. So, uh, and and it's really, really, it's, it's really, really, really cool. You can use this device, the phone, using an application called Larix. If you can see, it's this, it's this one here, right there. Lyrics, and what you can do is, let's see if I can I can show you. This might be really weird, but if you could see, it's using both the front camera and the back camera. So I'll just put this on a stand on the table, and I'll be able to have a conversation with both people. Um, there's a couple different camera uh, ways you can utilize the cameras. And um, anyway, so that's if you're interested in, in following that, that's an angle I'm going to take on eOpen Mic as a way of promoting other open mics in town and just connecting with more people at these open mics and getting to know people in, in a little more depth than you normally do when you just go play and kind of sit at a table probably by yourself. I think this gives people a reason to, to interact more and uh, gives me the permission to ask more questions, I think. And uh, I, I enjoy that for people that that know me, uh, you know, I like asking questions probably more than I like answering questions. So that's me. Um, so that's something I'm going to do next Monday. <clears throat> this past week was super busy. Um, I played, I think, seven gigs over six days. And uh, two, two of the gigs were band uh, gigs at the City Market downtown. We had a really good time. Friday night in particular was really special, but we had some good moments in, on uh, Saturday night as well. 
Um, I've taken video of those of those performances as, as well as my video, my own solo performance at the market on Thursday. Again, using this device is one one thing that um, I'm going to be doing going forward. Uh, one, I'm very excited about the city market in general. The city market, in my opinion, is let's get into some stuff. Yeah, I'm starting to loosen up. This water is starting to to take its effect. <clears throat> I think the city market is one of the best uh, spots in Charleston. And the reason I think that is because it is, I think, the best access point to an audience, a, a very general kind of audience. Anybody and everybody walks through the city market. And so, and a lot of people walk through the city market. So you have the ability to connect immediately with all different kinds of people. And I think that if you're a performer, that's what you want because that's, that's, the, that's kind of the game or that's the objective is to, to learn how to connect with as, with as many different kinds of people as possible. And um, that's what makes, I think, for a really good performer. That's how you can... Um, increase sort of your success rate and your ability to, if you go on a stage, you know, the more, the more confident you are that anybody that's there in the audience, you know, you will find a way to connect with them. And the more confident you're going to be going on the stage and you're gonna have more success with more people. So I think that the city market is one of the best places in Charleston to work that out. And um, also it, it creates a lot of opportunity for interesting interactions with, uh, with people. Um, you know, different environments are different, uh, but but like if you're at a bar, it kind of cultivates a certain a certain bar will cultivate a certain um, atmosphere, and um, <clears throat> but that's something I want to say that um, you could look forward to that is going to be coming out, and I'm currently releasing videos now of videos where I, I get the audio directly from this board or directly from the board into this device and mix the stereo audio that comes in through here along with the iPhone audio that's recording the video. And that way I get a really good, well-rounded balance of sound. That's the goal, and, and it does a pretty good job. Uh, I need to play around with the positioning, you know, where I actually set this and where I, I film from to try to get good vantage points in the audio. But with all those three mixed together, it really can give you some nice sounding audio that helps it feel like you're actually there when you're watching um, through your, your phone or your computer. So that's something that I'm going to be doing, uh, trying to capture really interesting interactions with people that get engaged with the music, that dance, that start doing a, a footloose dance or going crazy La Bamba or just come up and heckle me and, and want to sing on the mic and I have to tell them, they're invading my space and I, they might have COVID or something. <laughs> I don't know. But um, that's something that I'm going to be doing and hopefully capture a lot of interesting stuff for y'all to watch. Um, also capture that for my band. So I'm going to, um, after I get done with this right now, I'm going to produce some of those videos from the band's performance. We had some really special moments um, uh, playing La Bamba and, and playing Sweet Caroline was a really nice moment. And also at the end of, the, end of uh, Saturday night, singing the Wellerman chant. You know, one day when the Wellermen come to bring us sugar and tea and rum, soon may the Wellermen come to take our leave and go. Huh. 
you know, we did that at the end of the night, and uh, a crowd gathered for that. That was fun. Um, let's see. I played um, other things to talk about. <clears throat> I'm still working on piano. Um, I've been really enjoyed. I've got a new system. So for anybody that's seen my live performance, you know that late, that for a while now, I've been very much a looper. I, I use a loop pedal, an RC1 looper, to create just basic instrumental tracks that I can play lead lines over. I think this is extremely valuable to anybody that wants to be a solo performer or that is a solo performer. This helps diversify what you're doing, give your voice a break, give people's ears a break from your voice, um, and allow you to do simple instrumental lines over the top of something. And it also allows you to medley songs together seamlessly so that you never let the energy drop, which I think is huge. I really think that makes a huge difference. Um, I think that's one of the weak points in a lot of solo uh, performances. Um, unless you're very good at talking and you know how to engage the audience in between songs, um, this ability to lay down a loop and do something instrumental and medley the songs together allows you to keep an energy level so that nobody ever feels that that drop. And I think uh, this is something that DJs understand really well um, and that DJs are really good at. And, um, and so on that note, I've recently upgraded from the RC1 to a Boss 505 MK2, which I'm really excited about because it's the, new, the newest model of the Boss 505. If anybody knows what the Boss 505 is, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's probably the best loop station that there is. And this model just came out. It's, uh, it's just available to the U.S. now. Um, to put it simply, what it allows you to do is create bridge, verse, and chorus, and you can time them out together so that you can create movements of music with it, it, it's it's the best way that I know how to make music using a looper that doesn't feel like it's a looper. <clears throat> and it doesn't feel like you just kind of stagnate and you're in one space the entire time. You can do so many different things dynamically to make it feel much more like a live band. I would say it's somewhere in between being a DJ and being a live uh, a, a solo acoustic performer. <clears throat> now, one, uh, one thing I'm, I'm really excited about with this, well, it, it expands my ability to create energetic music that hits on a higher level. And I think I, it, when I get better at using it, utilizing it, I'm going to be able to captivate audiences or, or just um, deliver energized music at a level that inspires dancing much more consistently and maybe more intensely. And so that's the goal here is to be able to, as best I can as a solo performer, hit on, a, on the level of a band. And um, there's no way to really do that as a solo performer. I mean, you can't replace the band, but I think that there are ways... Obviously, DJs can have a massive effect on audiences. So I think it will be different from a live band, but it, I think it, it may be similarly capable. It's just going to be different. There are different effects that you can, you can use and tools you can use to help build that energy and, and, and shift the dynamics around to make it really engaging and fun. 
So <clears throat> that's what I'm going to be working on. I'm also working on saxophone. And one of the other things I've been working on piano, one of the things that's been really exciting once I've added with the addition of this Boss 505 is that this learning of classical music, when, when I, well, I can loop it. And so I didn't, I didn't actually anticipate this, but one of the things that's a really cool effect of having the new setup that I have is all these hours that I'm putting into learning how to play classical songs are very easily translated into sort of beats, into taking a song like Chopin, Waltz, and C minor, C sharp minor, and turning it into sort of an apocalyptic beat. And it's really cool. And I, I just, I, I've heard stuff like this before to an extent, but to be able to have a, if, if I have, you know, 20 classical pieces in my arsenal, okay, for example, um, this isn't a classical piece, but one thing I did at the, um, and I'll post a video of this, one thing I did at the market on Thursday, and I did it again on Saturday morning at a different market, was uh, P the Peanuts song, you know. Played that on piano. So I played that on piano and looped it. And then I put a beat to it. And the thing's just fun, you know. It's, it's silly, but it, I don't know. It's like you just wouldn't hear it, you know. You never... I've never heard anything like that before. The Snoopy song to a beat. I can't re I can't duplicate it. But I played it and immediately got a reaction from people. It's so simple. And then I just played a, a lead line uh, on an electric guitar over it, and it all worked together really well. It was it was um, it just works. It's simple. It's not like so intense, but it just feels good and it's and it's nice. And uh, and I just think uh, one of the challenges I think. One of the maybe one of the best things any performer can do is just try to do something that's different, you know. Even anything you can do that stands out, that that is something new, that people haven't heard before, because people have heard everything now. You know, we are delivered the best of everything in five second, you know, bites, and uh, so you you can move through. That's what everybody's trying to do is condense the content, make it as value-packed as possible or engaging as possible in, small do in as small doses as possible. And I think there's an argument to be made whether or not that's healthy for a society. And, um, but I think that that's also just what we're working with now and that's how people's headspaces are is that we have information overload and uh, just media powerful media at the tips of our fingers at all times uh, probably as powerful as any as just about any drug out there um, you know maybe I don't know but uh, yeah the Snoopy song put the Snoopy song to a beat and then and so that's something I'll look forward to doing with the entertainer as well. And it was it's fun to do it with the Chopin Waltz and C-sharp C minor. It's really, yeah, it's like apocalyptic and it's trippy. I don't think, uh, I, I think it's a little weird for a lot of people to, to listen to. But I think part of the game is, like, for example, 
I learned neon, and I have different songs for different purposes. I learned neon on guitar. One of the reasons I learned neon for guitar, the most basic reason was just that I always wanted to play it. It was something I wanted to prove to myself, sort of, that I could do it. You know, it, it's not, not exactly that. It's just like that was sort of a dream, is to be able to play neon, you know. <clears throat> and uh, then once I, once I had it in my toolbox, I always looked at neon as kind of, if I needed to prove my, my credibility or credentials as a, as a guitarist or as a musician, then I'll play neon because everyone kind of sees neon. What's up, Tremaine? Everyone kind of sees neon. Y'all, if you, if you have not seen Tremaine Taylor, check out his music, 90s Kid in Effect on YouTube. Go check him out. He's got some, he's got some cool beats and uh, some good melodies. And the dude can really sing. And uh, actually, you're a pretty en engaging stage performer as well, Tremaine. Um, it was fun watching you at the uh, city market the other day. Yeah, you know, moving around on stage and all that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, so let's see, what was I saying? <clears throat> um, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, man, that was fun. Um, Tremaine came out and sang a few songs. I sang three songs um, between our sets over at the city market on uh, Friday. And yeah, it was really cool. Um, That's that's one of the things that um well let's see well I can't even remember what I was saying. <clears throat> one of the I don't know I guess I'll move on to something else. Let's see, what else needs to be said? Um, I've got a bunch of different events coming up now. I, I I'm not working as hard on booking as I used to, um, <clears throat> and bookings are starting to just come in. Um. And so I guess this means, you know, I've had, uh, I, I've earned a little bit of a reputation or something like that, that um, my name's in some people's, some people's contact lists for, for, for being a solo musician, which is really, really exciting. I want to maximize kind of the private event side of things um, because singing every day, you know, I know a lot of people know this, that, uh, you, that are in the bar bar and restaurant circuit, it wears on you, on your voice, and it wears on your fingers, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot more work than I think a lot of people realize. Uh, you know, people look at athletes, I think, and you think about the exercise routines that they have to do, and, and you may think that th those things are very strenuous, but I think music is an athletic thing. And I think that I can say that as somebody who is has been very athletic. Um, I'm a kite surfer. I'm a basketball player. Um, I played baseball growing up as well. <clears throat> I did some wrestling and and well, <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say I did some wrestling. I did one day of wrestling and I did uh, uh, like a six month class of judo. But I felt like my six class month of judo was basically wrestling because I was with two wrestlers and we were basically wrestling. So 
But re- actual wrestling is insanely intense. Uh, I don't think there's another sport that probably compares to I mean, maybe MMA, you know. But um, it, it's. Um, but anyway, um, as somebody who's done a lot of sports and, and likes to push myself, you know, it, this stuff wears on you. Your, your, your fingernails. If you if you play without a pick, which I like to do because I just like what I'm able to do on a guitar without a pick. Um, and it grinds your nails down to the cuticle, and um, it wears your vocal completely out. Um, it could get painful, you know. It really, really, the fingers can get really painful. And I, and I, I try to keep off the voice and not push it too much, but it gets a little bit painful sometimes too. Anyway, not complaining, just um, saying that that's uh, a reality of music. Um, and so, I don't want to like, you know permanently injure myself or permanently injure my voice and so um and it's also just very unpleasant and so I'm trying to uh, map out what I'm doing in ways that's a lot more effective um and so I think for me booking private events is the way to go and uh, focus more on that and then use the bars and restaurants and markets as a way to produce content promotional content for YouTube or for my website so um, that's because it's a little bit presumptive to film at a private event, um, you know, and I'd rather just film at, um, at at bars and restaurants and markets and whatnot. And then if you film over the course of three hours and I put forward really good energy, chances are there's going to be a number of different, you know, interesting interactions that will take place. Capture those videos with good audio and uh, yeah. Um, let's see, what else? You know, I just talked to Grant Wenzel. He, he, he messaged me about potentially using my um, studio as a rehearsal space. And so I'll throw that, throw, out, throw that out there. Um, that is something I'm thinking about doing to an extent. So if, um, if uh, you're interested in doing that, um, I don't know, I'd be interested in just seeing if there's if there's much of a demand for that, if pe- if that's something people are interested in, and then I got to think about how exactly I'm, I would make that happen, um, which I am processing, and um, um, I think it's something I could do because I'm not in my studio all the time, and um, when I'm not here, could be it could be used for for practices. So um, that's something that I'm thinking about doing. Um, Still open a recording. If people are interested in doing doing some recording, get in touch with me. Um, I'd love to to have you know a handful of recording projects that are going on, like maybe maybe a couple of months, something like that. Um, other than that, what do I want to say about performing? You know, I think. Um, oh, oh, I got. I'm, I'm maybe I'll, I'll leave it here. The um, Tremaine, if you're if you're still there, the uh, city market. I'm gonna be back there uh, next Friday, I think. I see you still got to do the city market again, but I'll probably see you tomorrow. Yeah, next Friday, I'm gonna be there solo, so feel free to come through. Um, one one thing with um, I need to drink some water. with um, performing at 
performing um, in general or... <coughs> I've got this song idea that came to me. And I think this is an angle I'm going to take on songwriting going forward is I'm not necessarily going to... In the past, I would always wait for like a really deep inspiration, you know, some kind of uh, emotional experience that just compels me so deeply to write something, you know, very passionately and very intensely. Um, and I'm not going to worry about it so much anymore. Instead, I'm just going to go to work every day. And that's the way I'm going to approach it. And so I, the, there's a song that, you know, if, if, if I've got that inspiration that comes to me, I'm not going to skip out on that. It's a gift, you know, a gift from God. So I'm not going to, um, I, I'm going to write those things down. I mean, they're, they're, it's, that's amazing when that happens. Um, so certainly not going to ignore it, but, I, but I'm also just not going to wait around for that for that uh, kind of inspiration to come. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for just doing doing the work and not every great song is like what pe what anyone might consider to be a great song happened because of some passionate um, motivation. I think many good things just are, are a result of uh, just pure hard work, you know, pure grit. And so... Um, that's kind of the inspiration for this song that, idea that's in my head. And the other reason I want to do that is because I just worked on a song recently called Jamaica. And I'm planning to do one, at least release one new original song every month for me as a solo artist on Bandcamp. And so currently I just, I just put one out for March uh, called Jamaica. And when I worked on Jamaica... It was not um, just pure inspiration. There was inspiration there. I had a dream in Jamaica that helped brought, bring some of the song to light. Um, but much of it was just doing it and, and putting the work in and trying to come up with melodies that I felt worked and, and then living with the result and not worrying that everything had to be deeply fulfilling on a personal level in terms of the pitches and the and the melodies, but just that I was satisfied overall that I had constructed something that was good melodically and was interesting overall and um, wasn't monotonous, you know, that stayed uh, where, where, where it was well thought out and a decent amount of effort put into trying to flesh it all out. And so that's what my strategy going forward, I, don't, I shouldn't say strategy, that's not really the word I want to use. That's the way I want to move through songwriting going forward, is doing that. So um, the next song that I'm thinking, that I'm, I've got going on in my head that I don't even, I don't have really a melody for it, I've, I've got one idea. One thing I want to do is write songs that are just fun. And so um, one line, one inspiration part that I got was one more rep, one more rep, and you just kind of scream it out, like shell it out, shout it out with with some scratchy vocals, you know, <clears throat> like you're like a battle cry. And the the idea is that life is a lot like working out, and that's what I was thinking about doing for the lyrics is is just simple, just straightforward. Don't try, no need to be like overwrought and poetic. Um, just <laughs> Just say it. Just say it, you know, plainly. And that's okay. It doesn't need to be some profoundly written and articulated thing. If it, if it gets the point across, then then that's good. So that's what I'm thinking about doing. That saying is that just life is, is a lot like working out. And, you know, I think people think of 
and I, I'll speak for myself, I felt for a long time, to be a kind person, you need to be inspired to be kind, you know. Um, <laughs> it's um, to be like righteous or virtuous, uh, you know, many times we don't feel like being that. And it's very difficult to even want to do it because it doesn't feel fair. You know, if you're if you're not being treated right <clears throat> or if things aren't going the way that, you know, they would seem that they should ethically, it's very hard to to keep a level head about that, that kind of stuff um, or it's very hard to treat people with kindness and respect when you feel like they're they're doing you wrong, right? So it's a, a long, a roundabout way of saying um, that um, it's hard. Man, I'm blanking out. I needed Marcelo here. <laughs> um, all right, life's like working out because when when you you can't ever stop working and that's the thing you you, you can rest everyone needs to rest but you can't rest too long because that's lazy and you you rest when you're dead and you got to keep pushing and i think that's life on in a big way that's what that's how you're able to make the next generation better than the generation that came before is through persistence and commitment and hard work and always pushing yourself every day to be a little bit better than you were the day before. And when you do that over the course of a lifetime, you're much better than you were before. And you move, you move everything forward. You take another step beyond where the previous generation was. And if you don't do that and you're really lazy, then I guess that's called devolution or de-evolution, devolving. Um, so, but I, I thought this was an interesting way to think about kindness, is that many times you don't feel like being kind, or you don't feel like doing, you know, being a strong and good person. Um, but I think, it, or, or that many times what we want when we're, being a good person or, or being kind is that we want to feel good for having done that. But many times I think it's not going to feel good at all. And it's just going to feel really crappy <laughs> and disappointing and painful. And, um, and that's just what it is. And you can't let that get, you can't let that bother you. Like you can't let that stop you from persisting in good qualities and realize you can't, you really can't control anything outside of yourself. And so if like what Michael Jackson said, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at, at yourself and make the change. And so that's all you can do is embrace whatever life throws at you and choose to respond in the most, in the best way that you think that you can. Um, choose, choose to respond. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really all you can do. Um, and it, and, and I think, um, it sounds simple, but in this world, 
that is probably like the hardest thing. That's why like not a lot of people are really doing it. <laughs> so um I guess I'll leave it there on that depressing note. <laughs> um I think I would say this, you know, you to 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 not end on a depressing note. It's easy to look around and feel like uh you know when when you read the newspapers or you watch media or whatever that that things are, are you see all the bad news um or or just things in your life that are going wrong, but I think there's yeah, I mean you've, you've heard it said before. I can't put words to things the things that I want to say right now. So this may be one of the worst uh, groovecasts <laughs> so far, but I'm just not feeling great. The, the, like I've got these swollen lymph nodes that are just constantly having this weird pain in here that um, just kind of takes me out of my at a good mental state, um, and it's very uncomfortable to talk. So <laughs> it's like. But that's maybe that's the whole point is that you gotta push, no matter what. And so, like when you don't feel like working out, like when you don't feel like doing the practice or doing doing whatever it is, and you really just want to do whatever you want to do, and you you know you got one life, and so you want to enjoy it, you want to have fun, and you don't want to have to just you know take responsibility all the time. But you know, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, I feel like that's probably the uh, you know. It, if if nobody wants to take responsibility, is, things are not going to go that well. And um, yeah, so that's the that's the message from the Groovecast. One more rep, you got it. And 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 when you get other people involved with you that are encouraging you on that, and you you push each other, and you're like one more rep, one more rep. And and so I think that that's where I would leave this is is thinking of of kindness as that when you feel like you're all you're all depleted you're all tapped out uh from all your kindness that you dig deeper and you find it and and that's what I've found lately as many times when I get that feeling that I want to just go lay down or I just don't want to go do something I I want to just chill out and watch YouTube videos or play a video game or something. Then, and I just feel like I don't have it in me to do to focus on this thing, this task that I said that's what I was going to do, or or that, you know, or whatever it is. Just do it anyway, and focus and focus and do it. And I've I've found that whenever I do that, I usually find that I am capable of doing it. And. I think that's something that athletes are very uh, well versed in is that you reach that point uh, when you feel exhausted and you feel like you can't do another one. But if you just do it, you usually find that you can. And and that's how you end up getting to a place where you can do way beyond, you know, what you used to be able to do and maybe well beyond what you even thought was possible. Um so that's something I'm trying to implement more and more in into my life is reminding myself whenever I get that feeling that ah, I want to rest, I kind of want to I want to quit for today or 
I, I just don't want to work so hard for a little while. Instead, catch that feeling, you know, think, re, understand it, and then move beyond it. And, um, yeah. So trying to stay busy and, and, and keep getting a lot of stuff done. This month was I was to work on Claire de Lune on piano, and I've worked on it some. It's a more difficult song than I anticipated, so I'm not there on it. Um, I need to put more time into it. That's something I'm going to be doing over this next week, and I'm going to put. I'm going to really try to get it, uh, be able to perform it by the end of next week. I, I don't know if that's possible, but that's what I'm going to try. All right, I'm going to leave it there and work on the on this video editing. So um, thank you guys for tuning in to my my podcast. And I apologize for my rough voice and kind of scatterbrained thoughts and the lack of Marcelo. Uh, Marcelo's got a rest of his voice, too. Marcelo will be back in April or May. Uh, E-Open Mic is going to be Chico Fail Open Mic next Monday. I'm in a live broadcast from the Chico Fail Open Mic and interview the performers and audience members or whoever really wants to be interviewed, really. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you. Have a good